Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> On this week's episode, we will have... Krampus, the legend of Krampus and the legend of Yuletide lads. Oh yeah, we're getting spooky up in this Christmas. It's gonna be interesting. It's December, so Yule has tied. <laughs> that was horrible. I know, I don't that think that's what that even means. <laughs> that was, d- no. We're about to get cramped up in this Krampus. No, no. just stop it, just no. Okay, well... For anybody so, that doesn't know, let's get into it. All right. So Krampus is a companion of Santa's. So initially, to put it in simpler terms, think of opposite to Santa. Mm. Everything anti-Santa. Yeah. Evil he, Santa. He's very anti-evil Santa. Okay. Um, the Krampus. He's a hairy goat-like demon with horns and hooves who punishes the naughty children. So Satan. Pretty much, yes. Great. Got it. Pretty much. I know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Emerging from pre-Christian Germanic. 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 Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) I was born in Germany, so I take personal offense. No, sorry. I was born in Schweinfurt. But you're born on an American military base. Um, so. I actually wasn't born on base because we oh. didn't have an OBGYN on our base. So I had to be born off of base. So, so I had to get vacuumed out. <laughs> Not even joking. So literally, like, what they I did is they had, like, my head was so big, they, like, took a little vacuum and went. <laughs> That's and they just. <laughs> That's that was the sound of me being born. <laughs> and then. That's disgusting. Anyway. So that's what happened in Germany. In Germany, they just suction out your babies. Disgusting. But back to the topic here of <laughs> <Okay>, Germanic folklore. <laughs> Germanic folklore. Uh, he's sort of an anti-claws that carries chains, sticks, or whips oh to beat children with. Sticks and, and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. Getting dirty all up in here. We're getting naughty this Christmas. Oh. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, he uh, he may dish out coal depending on the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name derives from German word Krampen, which means claw. So that's that's terrifying. Claw. And that's a very terrifying noise that your nails are making. <laughs> I'm Mr. Krabs. Our money. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but oh. okay. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
good lord. Uh-huh. I hope Krampus comes for you. No! <laughs> I've been a good girl this year. <laughs> the skepticism in her face. Wow. Well, along with that thought, Krampus was thought to have been part of a pagan ritual for the winter solstice. And according to legend, he is the son of hell, the Norse god of the underworld. Other trace, others trace him back to, denom- to demonic creatures in Greek mythology, pagan rituals, and the goddess of Percha, whatever, or even Satan himself. But if he's in a bad mood, he'll stuff children in a sack. <laughs> oh, no. What? Or a bathtub and carry <laughs> a bathtub. Or a bathtub and carry them to hell for cooking. What in the world? Yeah. So, you know how in Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie Boogie and the kids, like, get in the bathtub? That's, like, what it came from. So, like, it was, like, a magical bathtub that would, like, would carry children to hell. So, in Nightmare Before Christmas, the three kids, that they, they literally get in a bathtub to go kidnap Santa Claus. It's like, no, yeah, it's like a comparison or like, you know, an allusion to Krampus, if you will. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they actually have some different like celebrations they do. So Krampus night is typically celebrated on December 5th, uh, December 5th, and it's called Krampusnacht or Krampus night. Um, Nacht is just night in German. Who knew? Wow. Um, where <laughs> people celebrate by dressing up as the beast and they roam the streets just drinking snops and getting blasted. <laughs> so, you know what? Germans know how to party. I'm going to tell you that. Um, festivities involving Krampus include Krampus Lauf, known as the Krampus Run. Um, better and this, be running from him. Dude. I know, right? Um, and this activity involves alcohol. Of course, because again, it's Germany. People dress up as the creature um, and parade through the streets, scaring spectators and sometimes even chasing them. Um, the this heck? actually began in the late 20th century um, amid some efforts to preserve the cultural heritage of Krampus. And Krampus runs have become increasingly popular in Austria and Germany. The Catholic Church forbade the Rockishishish. Ruckus. Ruckus. Celebrations. In the early 20th century, Krampus was prohibited by the Austrian fascist government because it was considered a creation of the Social Democrats. <laughs> this reminds me of... Don't know how that correlates, but... You, did you see that, like, the Texas Rangers or whatever, like, put out a warrant for Grinch's arrest? Yes. So this is what I imagine. It's just, like, the Catholic Church is, like... We're putting a war on Krampus because <laughs> he was made like, by social Democrats. <laughs> that I don't know how a whole social party has to deal with that, but who cares? But anyway, yeah. So like, who cares who <laughs> created him? Exactly. You know, Krampus is just Krampus. Whatever. <laughs> However, the tradition was revived with the fall of the government after World War II. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that they revived it, but that's so stupid. (laughs) That makes me disappointed to even know that I grew up in the Catholic faith. Well. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. It's a fictional Allison character. Allison is just having <laughs> Allison it's, is having a, a moral crisis on the show every day. <laughs> it's a fictional character. Let's think about this. Questioning her ethnicity, her upbringing, <laughs> the face she's making right now. Good night. Like Jesus needs to fix this. Jesus needs to fix this. Because if the Catholic Church believed that the freaking Krampus was brought by social democrats, I don't know how that was. How does that correlate? How? I don't know, man. It was a different time. (laughs) Anyway. If you hear this, dear Catholic Church, please fix this. I'm speaking to you, Pope, directly. Pope Francis, please fix this. This is Pope Francis, please allow Krampus. I love you, but Ooh. God. And we'll, we can send him a postcard with Krampus on it. <laughs> the Polter Pal sticker. Yeah, we'll send Pope Francis the Polter Pal sticker <laughs> from our Patreon account. <laughs> Promo. <laughs> we'll just put it on the top of his hat. <laughs> we should make him one. Just Polter Pope. Polter Pope. Oh, my gosh. Polter Pope. Now we have the Polter Gals, the Polter Pals, and the Polter Pope. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the Poulter Pope. I'm dead. And the, so, and then. <coughs> I can't get over this, dude. In the 1890s, there were holiday postcards made with Gruss von Kram- Krampus. Greetings from Krampus that showed Krampus stuffing a distressed t- child into his satchel or preparing to hit one with his bundle of birch sticks. Okay, and I'm going to show you this picture right now, so I want you to describe it. I want you to describe it to our audience right now on air. Uh, (laughs) It looks like some demon-looking thing literally shoving a tiny little boy (laughs) into a basket. A little German boy, so you could tell because they're, you know, the blonde, blue eyes. Meanwhile, the little girl is just sitting there happy as can be. Because mm-hmm. her brother's being arrested by Krampus. <laughs> Quite literally, because there's a gold chain r- mm-hmm. around Krampus's feet. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And it says Gross von Krampus in the top corner. Is this a beautiful postcard? Never mind. Would you like to receive this in the mail for Christmas? No. Instead of family pictures, this is what my family's getting. <laughs> Okay. I can see why. No, I can see why the Catholic Church thought that, but also don't see why it's a social democratic thing, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so I'm going to be posting this on our, I'm going to post it on our Instagram so you guys can see this picture as well and be terrified by it, just as Oops. we were. God. <laughs> so disappointed. Yep. Uh, for And for over a century, most Americans probably never saw a Krampus card or even knew who Krampus was until 2004 when art director and graphic designer Monte Bouchamp. Bocamp. Have you watched? What camp? Have you? <laughs> uh, Bocamp. I thought he's. I was seeing one thing, but I thought I heard butt camp, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" My French is not that good. (laughs) Um, Have you watched Outlander? No. What you've not watched Outlander? Oh my god, it's my 
like honestly like it's one of my favorite shows it's on netflix and oh, like no. basically so the main girl her last name is bukam and so like she gets like transported back in time to like early scotland and they're like oh well like, i think it's beecham or like or however she pronounces it um but this is like the origin of it so they're like um isn't your name french so doesn't that mean you have French family? And but she's British because you know it's like in the future. Oh. So they're like, "What does your last name mean, huh?" And she's like, "Uh, the origin of my name is." And she like has to come up with this like whole thing, and it's like her trying to not let them know that she's from the future because they also think she's a witch, but she's not actually a witch because she just got transported back in time and she didn't mean to. Anyway, Yikes. and she's from like the 1940s, so. It was really cool. You gotta watch the show. Shout out to Outlander. Shout out to Netflix. Netflix, please sponsor our show. Along with Polter Pope. And along with the Polter Pope. <laughs> please sponsor our show, The Catholic Church. <laughs> I don't think the Catholic Church will sponsor. If anything, we'll be on the redacted list. I will come to confession this coming Sunday. <laughs> Good. I'm going to go to Catholic Mass for Christmas this year. <laughs> so... It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be good. Jesus be good. will forgive us it's at fine. some point. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, so he published a book of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by these cards. That's so cool. And then the popularity of Krampus peaked in 2015 with the feature film Krampus, which shouldn't be confused with many other low-budget Krampus movies. Yes. And I think Which, the 2015 version is also on Netflix. <laughs> I did watch that, I mm -hmm. will say. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, so tell me about the movie. I don't think I've watched it. I don't remember much because it has been a while since I watched mm -hmm. it. But it was relatively good. Good. And maybe we can find the trailer and post it. Ooh, yes. That'd be cool. And then we have the lovely Yuletide lads. Yeah, so um, you're going to give a little bit about the history, and then I'll go into each of the lads. Yeah. So the Icelandic children get to enjoy the favors on not one, but 13 Father Christmases. Christmasai? Chris Christmasus? Whatever the plural of Christmas. I think it's Christmasai. It's like octopuses. It's octopi. It's Christmas pie. Christmasai. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Christmas <laughs> ice? Chris or Christmas is already plural, maybe. Christmas, Christmas is, is whatever is. it is. Mm -hmm. Called the Yule Lads. Yuletide Lads. So these exciting. boys. So these are just some mischievous boys. So this is my first time even knowing about this. Yeah, so. I I can't believe you've never heard of these 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 Yule boys. No, Krampus these, these I knew about, but boys. this I don't. Yeah, so not a lot of people know about it. I don't know how I know about it, but... How do you know about it? It was in it? my brain recesses. This is why I got a lot of wrinkles. I have to, like, find it in one of the folds and pull it out. God. Just for occasion, so it sounds like I know things. It's like a filing cabinet. I can see... For real, it's like that SpongeBob episode where it's, like, the filing cabinet. And he's, like, running around and everything's on fire. And he's, like, trying to find information. I feel like that's you. Yeah, that's just me having a normal conversation on a normal day. Yikes. So these merry but mischievous fellows take turns visiting kids on the 13 nights leading up to Christmas. The Yule lads are the sons of Gryla and Lepalidia. Lepaludi. Lepaludi. 
That's okay. It doesn't matter who the mama and daddy are. So the mama or the daddy Gryla. Gryla. Gryla is a giant giantess with an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children whom she cooks in a large pot. Wow. <laughs> what a wow. great model influence these young boys have. Yikes. And her husband, mm-hmm. whatever, L-E-P-P-A-L-U-D-I, however mm-hmm. you pronounce that, is lazy and mostly stays home in their cave. Wow. So flesh-eating mother and... a man. Yeah. What a man. So you have a flesh-eating mother and a very lazy dad. Ugh, men. Solid. On each of those nights, children place one of their shoes on the win- windowsill for good boys and girls. The Yule Lad will leave candy. If not, the Yule Lads are not... S- Subtle? Subtle. There's, you don't pronounce the B. This is normal Subtle. English. Listen, I, I graced you on not knowing how to pronounce the, the Scandinavian names, but subtle? <laughs> you have, like, the like the squinty eye emoji that's, like, looking like... <laughs> English is not my forte. My forte? forte. <laughs> Texas is my forte. <laughs> if it ain't Texas, it ain't me. I, don't, I got my Texas accent. Sometimes it just slips out here. And I go down yonder, and I just don't know how to put her back in. I come from the yeehaw country. It. Yeehaw, more like beehaw, am I right? <laughs> what? I don't know. What? <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, subtle. Mm-hmm. And expressing their disapproval, they fill the shoe with rotting potatoes. You know, I actually, oh. like, love potatoes. Like, if, I mean, I don't like the rotting part, but, like, you know, like, you get a raw, po- like, a rotting potato, you just cut it off, and then you just eat it anyway. Like, the the, the rotting part, like, when it's growing eyes, you just cut it off. No. Oh, <laughs> is that a poor kid thing? <laughs> is that a poor family thing? <laughs> to just, like, you know, you just cut off the bad parts, and you just eat the rest of the potato. I don't eat potatoes at all. What? I don't like potatoes. I love. I could eat potatoes raw. Any kind of potatoes. It I don't drives like. my husband crazy because, like, anytime I'm chopping potato, I'll just like crunch a bit. That's disgusting. Yeah, I don't like any. Why potatoes. does everybody say that? It's so good. It's just. Is it because I'm Irish? Like, I'm part Irish, so I think like it's in my blood. I don't know, but potatoes are just. I oh. mean, I'll eat them, but they're there. But oh, do you want a shoe full of potatoes? It wouldn't bother me. What am I gonna do with a potato? I don't even eat them. <laughs> you're just, they're, I'd be they're, like, they're I'd gonna, be like, good riddance. You're gonna have stinky shoes. <laughs> stinky shoes of rotting potatoes. It's a good thing we have shoe stores. Oh well, you know, listen. Back in the day, they didn't just have shoe stores. Well, poor them. <laughs> poor, poor early early child early children of early 1900s and 1800s this is the 21st when the yuletide lads come too bad (laughs) too bad (laughs) too bad so sad and uh let's see most of the different yule lads can be classified into groups those who steal food those who play tricks or harass and those who just seem to be a delusion of from nature for example goalie gog who just hides in goalies. I don't even know what the goalies are. So. Okay. Well, you happen over there. Well, the goalies. Gawk, you just hang out over there. 
Don't know what you're doing, but okay. Uh, they have also, they also have to contend with creature called, with a creature called Gorilla who can comes down from the mountains on Christmas and boils naughty children alive. Because that's their mom, the Yuletide lads. That's their mom, Gryla. She's gonna so boil the kids and eat their flesh. So they have to contend with their mother. Well, I think they mean the children. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> naughty children have to also deal with. The old tides. It's like, it's like when you bully someone and they're like, "I would call my mom." So I feel like that's how the old tide lads are. They're like, "You're a bad boy." <laughs> well, guess what? I filled your shoes with potatoes, and I'm calling my mom, who's gonna eat your flesh. Oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. Yep. So then, a giant bloodthirsty black kitty. I like how you put black kitty. Black it's kitty. It's a little black kitty. Called the Christmas cat that prowls around the country on Christmas Eve and eats anyone who is not wearing at least one new piece of clothing. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I'll see that cat today then, or uh, this <laughs> Christmas Eve, because well, I don't think I ever wear. Because remember, back in the day, like, it, like that's why like people get clothes for Christmas. It's because like that would be like their one new thing. So like it was like an incentive for parents to like get their kids new clothes. Uh, I will definitely see that cat. My cat gonna eat you. Yum. Tasty. Uh, and these Christmas-related folktales first appeared around the 17th century and display some variation based on the region and age. Yeah. And then so. uh, there are actually dozens of different names for the Yule Lads, um, and they appear in different folktales and stories. Um, a popular poem about the Yule Lads by the late Johannes Utkoltum Again, I don't know Scandinavian that well or uh, whatever. I, I don't know Icelandic, um, which first appeared in the book uh, Christmas is Coming. Um, I'm the the skin Jolen Koma. Yes. If anybody speaks Icelandic and is listening to this episode, we apologize. Um, <coughs> and this book was published in 1932, um, and it served to make their names and number uh, very well known. Um, so the names of the 13 Yule Lads, um, as most Icelanders know today, are derived from that poem of 1932. Um, and now I'm going to go into each of the Yule Lads. Ooh. So, um, like, what is known, again, like, from that poem and what most museums describe the Yule Lads are. Number one, sheep colt clod. He likes to suckle ewes in the farmer's sheep sheds. I'm sorry, what? It, it, he drinks the milk of the sheeps. For what purpose? He's just a yule lad. He's just he's just taking their milk. He's yeah, just he suckle, like, he's just suckling he on those teats. Milk? Yeah, he's suckling on them teats. Alrighty so that's then. that's sheep cock clod. Um and then gully gawk, as we said, um he hides in the gullies, but also um he's known to steal the foam from buckets of cow milk. Does anybody like the foam or the milk, though? I, I don't know. So I feel like that's more of a positive. I feel like these positive. are very, like, specific things to the 1700s that uh, I'd be like, okay, you can steal that foam. I don't mind. Um, and then number three is Stubby. Stubby. Um, he's short, and he steals food from frying pans. Like you, Allison. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. I might be short. But you don't steal food from frying pans. 
maybe. Ooh, we got us. We got. I caught Stubby red-handed. <laughs> okay, so that's number three. Um, number four is Spoon Licker. Do you know what he does? I'm assuming exactly what it sounds like. Guess. <laughs> he he licks, licks spoons. <laughs> wow, mind blown. Wow. So there's Spoon Licker. I'm pretty sure that's Oh, all and of then us. hold on. There's number five. Pot Scraper. But his nickname could also be Pot Licker. So what do you think he does? I'm assuming just like the other lovely lad licks the pots. Yeah, he actually steals unwashed pots and pans and licks them clean. I mean, and I'm like, bro, that's kind of helpful. You're only doing us a favor. I know. You're just doing the dishes. I mean, it's I like might still want to give it a rinse because I don't know where your mouth has been. Because, like, your brother was suckling some teats of some sheep. So, <laughs> I mean, spoon, so far, spoon liquor and pot liquor. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. But helpful. wait. Then oh, there's no. number six. Bowl liquor. <laughs> uh, can, you guess, can you guess what bowl liquor does? Does he like bowls? Well, he steals bowls of food from under the bed um, and for a midnight snack. So, okay, so listen, there's a story behind this one. Oh, my God. So back in ye olden days, um, Icelanders used to sometimes store bowls of food um, under their beds for convenient midnight snacking. Don't you store food under your bed for midnight snacking? No. Oh, well, <laughs> unless it's, like, boxed. Well, there is a food safety temperature. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't think they're keeping, like, a rotisserie chicken under their bed. I think it's probably just, like, do they have chips back in the day? I don't know. They have some Doritos under their bed. <laughs> no? Maybe Popcorn? Not. Okay. <laughs> so, that's number six. Number seven is a door slammer. So, he stomps around and slams doors, keeping everyone awake um, throughout the night. So, if you hear your door slamming, it's door slammer. Who would have thought door slammer? Okay, and then number eight is Sky Gobbler. Skier Gobbler? S-K-Y-R? Skier Gobbler? Um, and he's actually known to eat Icelandic yogurt, which is known as Skier. S-K-Y-R. So, is that why H-E-B never has any? Yeah, they're out of yogurt because of this boy. He'd be gobbling it. He'd be gobbling those ghouls and them yogurts. <laughs> so oh, that's a, the gobbler. Um, number nine shout is... Shout out to H-E-B. Shout out to H-E-B. Um, she's wearing an H-E-B jacket right now. Here, everything's better. Do, 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 do. Wait, how does it go? Beep, 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 beep. I'm going to... How, how was it? It's like... Dun, 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 dun. I don't even... Like, I can hear it, but I can't... I know. I can't, like... I can hear it in my head, like, in my mind's eye, but I don't know how to bring it to my mouth. Like, I don't... I don't even know how to explain it. And it's like the beeping of the registers. Beep. It's like beep, boom, beep. beep. Dude, I hate those scanners, though. I'm Honestly, not lie. like, when I worked at HUB, I would, like, go to bed at night, and I could, like, lay down, and I could hear, still hear beeping in my ear. That? So, for, I have that. The carts. Mm-hmm. The beep, beep. Mm-hmm. Or, or when it would be out of battery, and you have to hold it. Ugh. Beep. And I'm like... Oh, stop it. Yeah, those things are annoying. And then working on online orders, the little beeping from our scanner. Great. Horrible. Horrible. Okay. And now we're on to number nine. That's Sausage Swiper. Um, He loves stolen sausages. Winky face. 
It's like the little <laughs> winky face. <laughs> Um, okay. so that's number nine. Number 10 is window peeper. We got ourselves a peeper here. Um, he likes to creep outside of windows and sometimes steal the stuff he sees inside. So he's a, he's a thief. He's a peeping in your windows and that's he's creepy. to steal your things. That's very creepy. He's a little creepy boy. Um, and then number 11 is door sniffer. Um, he just has a huge nose <laughs> and, well. and an insatiable appetite for stolen baked goods. So door sniffer, he'll come up to your door, smell it, and if he can smell freshly baked goods, he'll just take them. He'll steal them, and he'll eat them. God. He, like, you know how, like, in the old cartoons, how they, like, smell, and, like, the, oh. the scent smells, like, they, like, fly, it's like, that like following it? Yeah. Yeah, that's how he is. His nose, like, solid. The fruity taste that shows. Follow your nose to the fruity taste. Isn't that the oh. toucan from Fruit Loops? Two, toucan? What, uh, toucan is- Sam. Yeah, Toucan Sam. Yeah. Why do we make so many random references on this show? I don't know. Uh, and then number 12 is Meat Hook. Oh, my God. Do you think he's related to the meat man? <gasps> I don't know. That like, just hung meat from his ceiling fan? From a chandelier? I want to swing meat from the chandelier. Well, Meat Hook, he actually snatches up any meat left out. Especially smoked lamb, which is his favorite. Maybe that's what happened to the meat man. Do you think the, oh my God, do you think Meat Hook, this <sighs> boy, just went and killed the meat man because he just had meat hanging from a chandelier and was like, boy, I'm going to steal this meat and murder you. He, and he just I died mean, and, and then they're like, he was there hey. for three days, so why not? You know, maybe. Um, and then number 13, our last Yuletide lad is Candle Beggar. Um, he actually steals candles, which are actually sought after items in Iceland. So it's like a big deal if your candles get stolen. That's disappointing. Um, apparently, Yule lads used to be a lot more creepy than they are today. Um, but in 1746, parents li- were actually banned from tormenting their kids with these monster stories. Um, so you know how you're like, that's not that bad. But they used to be like way creepier. And in like the 1700s, these kids were terrified. Oh, God. Like scared. Like I'm pretty sure they would oh. wet the bed at night because of their fear of these Yuletide lads. Um, and then also their mother that, like, boils them in pots. And also the cat that is looking to kill them. So, you know what? I think there was a lot after these poor children. So, I understand why they were traumatized and caused uh, generational <laughs> trauma. Um, so, in 1946, they were banned from tormenting their kids. Uh, and today, they're mostly benign creatures, uh, save for the harmless tricks that they still like to play. Okay. That's so, that's terrifying. about Krampus and the Yuletide lads. Fun. Yeah. Some more creepy... Um, Christmas traditions with not necessarily some polters, but some specters, but maybe some some spirits, some holiday spirits. That's scary. Yeah. So we got a demon from Germany and some spooky boys from some Iceland. Spooky boys. Some some creepy boys. Fun. Okay. So yeah. And of course, uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. And we have a Patreon. We've been saying We're going to do it. We did it. We did it. We got a Polter Pals Patreon. We do. And we do have three lovely levels for all of you to join. Whoop, whoop. We have the Baby Ghost. That's our base level. That's $3 a month. $3. And you get a sticker. Sticker. And a shout out. A shout out. In this little section right here. We'll be yes. like, thank you, Polter Pals. And then we on tier two, you have the teen ghost. Smells like teen spirit ghost. Oh, <gasps> oh we should have said teen spirits. 
Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You're a teen but ghost. So. You're a teen ghost. So outside of the sticker and the shout outs, you'll get an unedited version of each of our podcasts. And we cut out a lot. So we kinda do. So <laughs> you'll get to you'll get to hear all the Usually it's nonsense. just us being dumb and it is. eating chicken nuggets and drinking coffee and <laughs> Yum. Not knowing how to pronounce words. So nope. if you're interested in that, that's, definitely what, that's do where that. you find it. <laughs> and then you have the sexy ghost. Sexy ghost. Which tier number three. With that you will get on top of all that other stuff, you'll get a lovely what was it? You get bonus content. Oh, you do get bonus content. Yeah, you get so bonus content. You get your unedited version of our episode. You also get out. a sticker, sticker and you get a shout out. So the bonus content just kind of looks like if we film anything for any reason. Mm -hmm. This also includes like how we get to this point, what it looks like for the research. Yeah, and uh, we might put like our scripts on there so you can mm -hmm. see like our base stuff. So if you have any questions... Uh, and, yeah, we're just going to try yeah. and open it up to you guys. Um, so just go to patreon.com slash polterpals. Yeah. That's P-O-L-T-E-R-P-A-L-S. Yeah, and if y'all are interested and like it, please let us know because mm -hmm. we are considering opening up a fourth tier as a haunted hottie. So if y'all are yeah. interested in that, Be a haunted let hottie. us know. But if not, please become a sexy ghost because we love all our sexy Polter pals. Oh, yeah. Including the baby and the teen ghost. Yeah. We, we love you ghost all. Or a teen ghost. Or a sexy ghost. Who doesn't love a baby ghost? Yeah. And if you guys help support us, we can make more episodes and we can go places and maybe we'll be able to get some real life evidence. Yeah. To play right here on the show. Ooh. Ooh. That's all for this episode. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.